I, I posted an episode today on the No Filter podcast, and I was talking about what I thought was one of the craziest things to happen in recent times, how a representative how a representative said amen and a woman. And if you listen to that podcast in the beginning, I said it's been a pretty boring news week. The Georgia runoffs are underway. Apparently today we were going to declare Trump the winner of the election. So I spent time focusing on a man and a woman. An important issue. And then, and then all hell broke loose. I, I've been bombarded with messages all day long um, from friends. And if I sound despondent, it, it because I it because I am. It's because I am. Let me make things. Let me make a couple things clear because those of you, and you know who you are, who've accused me of this of this being my people who did this. Number one, go to hell. Number two, let me make a couple things clear. The people who invaded the White House, the Capitol today, aren't my people. They may have voted for Donald Trump on election day, but we have nothing in common. There is no common ground. I have as much in common with the people who stormed the Capitol as I do with the Antifa members who ransacked so much of America's cities earlier this summer. I have nothing to do with them. The last time the United States Capitol was breached was the War of 1812. I believe it was 1814 when the Capitol was set on fire. Over 200 years ago was the last time the most important chamber in the world was ransacked. Then the cause might have actually been justified. We were at war with a horrible empire. And in war, that happens. Today, thugs, violent thugs, who have no regard for the Constitution, no regard for the Bill of Rights, no regard for the rule of law, have no regards for the sanctity of that building and what it represents as the most amazing legislative body in the world. went in and destroyed the Capitol because the President of the United States has been promoting a lie that an election was stolen. Instead of calling to quell the, the let's just say it, I mean, the, the, instead of calling to quell the coup, which is, which is, I mean, I remember, I am... I am old enough to remember the coup that overtook Mubarak in Egypt, and the sites were eerily similar. Instead of calling to quell what was going on, what did he do? 
released a video. I think it's now been deleted. Released a video that said, go home, be peaceful, but I know why you're here. The bastards stole the election from us. I utterly condemn and disavow, and I hate saying that, because everyone who knows me should know that I have to do that, but you... Those those people who reached out to me already and and grouped me in with all, of, with all of those other people, you should be ashamed of themselves. I would hope that you would think better of me. What happened today is is going to go down as probably the worst day in American history since that sunny Tuesday morning in September of 2001. I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said that we'll be a republic if we can keep it. And and I don't know if we can. And 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 it, and it pains me to say that. I love this country more than anyone else. I'm a first generation American. I know what it's like to not live in America. I grew up hearing stories of the Siberian gulags, of what it meant living under communist Russia, and how grateful my parents and grandparents are and great-grandparents were for everything this country did. But like, do we deserve it anymore? Does any side deserve it anymore? Do we deserve to inherit the tradition of the founders? Any side, Republicans and Democrats, are we even worthy of it? Do we give a damn to try to keep this republic? What, 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 what led to this? Right, just because you see a... A pot of water boiling doesn't mean that the water boiled right then and there. Something it, there, there was time that built up to that. What, what, what's been happening? So there, there, there's so many causes, and unfortunately, the causes, causes stem back to the '60s. But in recent times. You know, before I finish that thought, I, you, you know what makes me really sad? I was talking about this with, uh, with someone today. You know what makes me really sad? The problem isn't a political one. The problem was a political one, all right. So we can deal with it. We vote out the people who are bad and we put the people in who are, who are good. The problem isn't political. The problem is societal and cultural. We're broken. And I can sit here and start going through all, all, all the reasons why, why this has been a problem. I will ask the same question today that I asked during the protest this summer, and no one wanted to listen to me. Everyone assumed that I was crazy. No one wanted to publish the article that I wrote because, yeah, the truth sucks. Where are everyone's parents? Where were they today? 
Where were they back in the summer when cities across this country being burned to the ground? Where were they? The breakdown of any hierarchy and power of authority, the breakdown of the family unit, has undoubtedly caused people to find other figures to look up to. Whereas in previous times we had social institutions to keep us together that gave us a shared vision that doesn't exist anymore. So people believed in the calls of Donald Trump. Again, in another unpublished article that no one refused to publish, not because my language sucked, believe me, that no one refused to, no one refused to, to accept for publication. Trump and Trumpism isn't a political movement. It has nothing to do with a conservative movement. When I think of conservatism and a tradition that I claim to be a part of, you know who I think of? Sir Roger Scruton, George Will, Bill Buckley, Irvin Kristol. Trumpism wasn't conservative. Trumpism is a mass social movement. Everyone, everyone listening to this should right now run to Amazon and buy the book True Believer by Eric Hoffer. The subtitle of that book is Thoughts on the Nature of Mass Movements. Undoubtedly, Trumpism has been a mass movement. It has deranged the minds of half the country to be to be willing to put their lives on the line for him. And that goes without saying that it's also delusioned half, the other half of the country. Goes without saying. Trump has to face the consequences of what happened today. Every single person Every single person who from the get-go was willing to denounce and reject the results of the election, what happened today is your fault. I want to be very clear, lest those of you who are listening who want to accuse me of heinous things again claim that I did the same. I never contested the results of the election to the point where I thought the election was stolen. I thought the irregularities were enough that we ought to look into them. That is all I said. Find me tweets that say otherwise for me. You won't, because I'm not that thick. But Republicans and Democrats elect certified the election. So Trump isn't president, and Joe Biden is. And instead of focusing our efforts on at least securing the Senate... We F that up too, because Trump had to remain dictator. Trump had to remain king. And I don't know if there's fixing it. That's what makes me the, the, the saddest of them all. Especially after today. Those people, they're not conservatives, let's get this straight. Those people, the MAGA people, the card-carrying members of a party of a man, not of a party of ideas, those people who stormed the Capitol, who proudly wore their MAGA hats and shoved it in people's faces, claiming that 
the president is the greatest thing to happen to this country forever, that he was the greatest president of we've ever had. BS and you know it. And I voted for him. All those MAGA people, till the day they die, they're going to be talk. They're going to live in a world of nostalgia for the 2016-2020 administration. A world of nostalgia for what could have been if Trump reigned on. People said, well, no, the Republican Party was destroyed. Republican Party was consumed. And I don't know where, I don't know where my friends are at this stage in the game. Where are they? Where are the conservatives? Where are the people who care about truth, who care about the Constitution, who care about the Bill of Rights on both sides of the aisle? Where are they? Why is it, why, why is it only extremist politics without a care in the world for anything else other than power? Where are they? What's happened? Today is a day that will live in infamy. I don't say those words lightly because I know the last time those words were said, it was said because the United States was suddenly and deliberately attacked by a foreign force. But I think that happened today as well. The United States was suddenly and deliberately attacked in what will be a day that will live in infamy by a foreign adversary, by people who aren't Americans, By people who, by people who aren't my neighbors. And believe me, I am no Democrat. I am no Democrat. And I can dedicate, we're at 14 and a half minutes now, I can dedicate three times as long for speaking about all the heinous things that the Democrats did over the course of the summer and have the media covered for them. Happy to do that as well. But I tried my best to be against visceral politics in this podcast. But today I just couldn't help myself. Today's a day that will live in infamy. Today's a day that I just can't seem to, I can't seem to wrap my brain around. A republic, if we can keep it, and it breaks my heart to say that I'm not so sure we can anymore. Because my life wants to come full circle, I'll end with the following. As I outlined earlier, when I spoke about the election, I said that I didn't vote for Donald Trump in 2016, which I did not. I voted for him in 2020 just a few weeks ago, and I now regret that decision. Not again. I wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden, by the way. I wouldn't have. I would have not voted. 
But four years ago, the 2016 election, as I mentioned in the podcast, I was in Israel. And I was very against Trump. And I penned a Facebook post that I didn't actually uh, publish. And that Facebook post was quoting George Orwell, one of my, someone I, someone I admire. I never posted that because I thought perhaps it would be interpreted as an overreaction and maybe just wasn't said in the right tone for, for the time. And yet, as today's day, a day that will live in infamy comes to a close, I can't help but think of those same words. And so with that in mind, we'll end on this somber note, because I'm sorry to say I have nothing positive to say today. We're going to end on this somber note. George Orwell's final warning to the world. There will be no loyalty except loyalty to the party. But always there will be the intoxication of power. Always, at every moment, there will be the thrill of victory, the sensation of trampling on an enemy who is helpless. If you want a picture of the future, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. The moral to be drawn from this dangerous nightmare situation is a simple one. Don't let it happen. It depends on you. That's all I have today. I hope, I hope and pray for this country. I'm also thankful to know and to believe in a higher cause, to believe in the Almighty, and to know that in the words of King Solomon, that everything is frivolous and nothingness under the sun, that it's important to remember that we should fear God and love him because it is he who we ultimately put our trust in, not in the institutions of this great country. And on that somber note, my friends, I wish you all well. Be safe. Let us pray together for the future of this country. I'm Phil Dolitsky. This has been a special episode of the No Filter Podcast. Until next time. Bye.